0: This podcast is proudly brought to you by Paul's Strength Book, an app for everyone. For less than $2 a day, you can have full access to weight training programs, nutrition, recipes, macro calculators, video library, and you can also track all of your metrics including weight, measurements, strength, and performance. Search for Paul's Strength Book in all good app stores now. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Paul's Body Engineering Podcast. Today, I wanted to do a wrap on the most recent bodybuilding event from last weekend being the ICN Townsville Tropics. Now, I was planning on doing a wrap of the season because there's obviously several more competitions to go where um, my athletes are involved or we are participating as coaches or will be present. But... Given that um, Townsville was very recent, I didn't want to forget detail about particular um, athletes' uh, results. I also wanted to highlight just the fact that Townsville was obviously a really awesome show. It was the last one run by the Pipers of the Tropics brand. And, um, you know, it it, it, it resonates with me because it was my very – it wasn't my first show. My first show was in Melbourne ever back in 2015, but it was my second show. And it's what – and there was a moment in that show – actually came uh, afterwards when after I would competed you know I did three divisions in bodybuilding of all uh, classifications because I didn't know any better at the time but when I got home a couple of days later um, Scott Piper had sent me uh, something in the mail <clears throat> and it was the most potential award now for anyone who is aware of this award, they give it out every year or every season to someone, both male and female, who they deem has a lot of potential in the sport. You know, might be a first-timer, it might be someone new, but they see a lot of potential. And he saw that in me. And um, for that reason, that was one of the major motivating factors for me to continue on in the sport. And 40 shows later, you know, eight years of competing, um, you know, I've turned pro twice and competed as a pro and traveled overseas and all these sorts of things. So. That was probably a major turning point or just a major point in my early bodybuilding career that allowed me to pursue it even further. So Townsville holds a special place in my heart. You know, it's it's a great run show. It's always energetic. It's always entertaining. And it always draws uh, a lot of quality athletes. And this show is no different. You know, over 700 on stage, went for 12 hours. And it was by far one of the best I've experienced, um, you know, in their 10-plus year history. So I wanted to do a wrap primarily around my athletes and how they went, but um, just obviously give um, Scott and Kate and all the the Tropics crew a massive, massive uh, wrap because, uh, once again, it was another really well-run show. So we obviously got up there, and um, I had a team of five. So I had two teenage boys doing teenage bodybuilding, I had uh, Tamara, who was a figure athlete of mine. And then I had the two bikini girls, Sophie and Deb. Um, So even though it was a small team, we were spread out throughout the day. So we were there for quite a lengthy period of time. And upon reflection, I think I was there 13 hours in total. And just as a bit of a side note, you know, coaching, bodybuilding, and I can't speak for all coaches, but I know the majority of them that I know quite well have a similar opinion on this. And that is that it's, it's incredibly mentally exhausting. Like the day is so long. You have to be up for your athletes. You need to be on point in terms of the strategies you have in place to ensure that they peak perfectly to their division. And, you know, you have a lot riding on it too. You've developed and invested a relationship with these, with these athletes over a period of time. It could be months, if not years. And, um, you know, you want them to do well. You really want them to do well. And um, you're heavily invested, as I said. Um, and, you know, from a personal selfish standpoint, you know, success uh, with them draw success for my business, you know, and success on the stage means I'm going to potentially get more inquiry and more opportunity. So, you know, from all of those reasons, I was incredibly fatigued by the end of it. But enough about me. I'm with the athletes because they're the stars of the show. They did tremendously well. So the, the first the, the two boys that did teenage bodybuilding, they came from four and a half hours west of Townsville in the Athlon Tableland. They live on farms. They are 40 minutes away from the nearest gym of which their parents have to drive them to because obviously they're only 14 years of age, very young for bodybuilding, but they wanted to give it a crack. They wanted to give it a go. And they did tremendously well. Um, you know, their commitment to the sport, their attitude, their humility was first class the whole way. And they did awesome. You know, they they got up in um, teenage bodybuilding as one of three divisions that they chose to do. And they had a blast. You know, they both placed. They did extremely well. They never looked out of place. And uh, if anyone wants to see just the energy they showed, jump on my Instagram and have a look at one of my more recent reels and you'll see them doing a pose down that. They clearly rehearsed and choreographed and it was awesome to see and a lot of fun too. Um, they also participated in bodybuilders first-timers and bodybuilding novice. Now, obviously, both of those divisions um, don't have an age, an age category to them, so it's open to anyone as long as you meet the first-timer or novice criteria. So they were up against more mature, bodybuilders, um, older bodybuilders, and obviously didn't place in either of those divisions, but they still held their own. Like for a, someone looking at that lineup for the first time, you wouldn't pick them out of place at all. You wouldn't think, oh, geez, they're a bit underdone or they look very young. No, they held their own and they did tremendously well. So massive wraps to those two young fellas, both uh, Marlow and Aaron. They did tremendously well and um, you know their attitude and their, I guess, professionalism at such a young age was really inspiring to see and then ironically when that, it was all said and done and their divisions were all over we got some photos and then they drove back home four and a half hours away so huge commitment to get this done really was so that was the morning now uh, tomorrow was also in the morning now tomorrow's um obviously got a great story because she has competed with me before I've worked with her for a number of years now and she did sports model previously as a first-timer. Um, I think she placed in one of her lineups um, in that particular season. I think it was 2020. But um, I think that was probably the only sort of success she had within that division. And she came to me not long after and said, look, I want to step up the figure. I think figure is where I can potentially do well. Figure is where I want to go. And I thought, okay, well, you, you, you're certainly showing the energy and the commitment and the desire to, uh, to achieve that. So let's give it a go. We're going to need some time. We need to get you into a surplus. Obviously, we need to spend time Lifting and lifting well, and that's what we plan to do. Now, through the course of a you know, of a three-year off-season, she had some major back injuries. Like I'm talking stuff that could potentially sideline you forever or even inhibit you to walk properly. She was under a lot of duress, a lot of pain. She had to get a lot of rehabilitation done through physio. She had to teach herself to basically hinge again and move again properly to be able to strength train. And um, she went through all of that during the off-season while still maintaining a level of strength training that was adequate to her needs while not further uh, impacting the pain levels she was on, and we and she got through it. To her credit, she got through it. She stuck to the plan, and she got through it. She came out the other side, and we targeted this season, and bang, she went up there and looked amazing. She was shredded. She was big. She Her posing was excellent. She'd obviously done her work in regards to that. Um, now, you know, she did plastic figure, two divisions, and she did um, – Figure, just figure, which is obviously involving the muscularity rounds for two divisions as well. So classic figure, she placed in both divisions, if I remember correctly. So classic figure is purely symmetry posing. Now, the reason she didn't get higher, in my opinion, and we haven't got feedback yet, is because she was just out-muscled. Now, classic figure obviously is symmetrically, it's about the symmetry. Okay, four quarter turns symmetry primarily conditioning plays a minor role but it's about the shape they want to see nice shape big broad shoulders smaller waist good size quad so almost that x frame and she was just out muscled with bigger bodies simple as that um, but that's okay we accept that so then we moved into figure just the general figure old school figure division and she did uh, figure novice and figure 40 plus figure novice she placed once again uh, really well done. And then we got to 40 plus, And I think that was the last division of the day for her. And, um, you know, this is obviously uh, an age group category. So anyone 40 years over. And in previous years, I've seen 40 plus divisions. And I've got holy smokes, you know, because these are obviously mature age women. Generally, they don't have any young kids. So they've got opportunity and time to train and train well and train often and have had a base of training for several years. So they're always looking amazing. And I thought, OK, well, this will be a competitive lineup. And she got up there, and it certainly was. But they moved it to the middle, and lo and behold, she won the division. Amazing. And, um, you know, I I caught a photo of her celebrating on top of the podium because she was wrapped. She was over the moon. And so she should be because a lot of hard work, a lot of sacrifice has gone a long way. Now, something that many don't know about Tamara is that she's a chief paramedic up here on the Sunshine Coast. So throughout her prep, she was working shift work, uh, not only servicing the public and obviously attending emergencies and, you know, treating patience and all this sort of stuff, but she was working nights as well. And anyone who has done night shift knows how fatiguing that can be. Now, put yourself under a significant deficit and still turn up to train when you have to, and it just shows the commitment and the desire she had to achieve her goals and get it on stage. So I commend her and well done to her. So that put her into an overall, first time for her to be in an overall. So that was really cool. So it was a bonus round. Uh, we went in with no expectation. Um... We pulled out a a couple of last-minute tricks in terms of um, trying to create a little bit more vascularity, a little bit more salt, a little bit more food to try and fill her out a bit more and just utilize the energy. And, um, yeah, she she looked amazing. She didn't obviously win. Um, Overall, they only give one winner for the overall title for the day, but she still did tremendously well. And to make an overall is is a massive, massive credit. So well done to her. So then we uh, had a bit of a gap before the girls were up. Um, So that allowed me to sort of sit back and just obviously observe some of the other divisions, um, just obviously uh, compose myself a little bit because, as I said at the start, it is very mentally draining, and you have to be on. You can't miss the opportunity to get your clients ready on time. Um, so that gave me uh, an opportunity to watch the men's open bodybuilding, and um, you know this was a, a massive quality lineup. And um, to uh, Lawrence Grieve, General Muscle, as many of him, uh, many of you know him as, he won. Now, earlier in the day, he did get pipped in one of his divisions um, by uh, obviously another athlete, and that athlete ended up in the overall run, uh, the, the overall lineup with him. But he won. Now, many would say, "Well, how is that possible? That one athlete beat him, and then he went on and beat them." And the thing about bodybuilding is, and this is a massive credit to the judges because they judged it based on the merit of what they saw in that lineup. They didn't take history into into account. And the thing about bodybuilding is that. Things can change throughout the course of the day, particularly when you're a leaner, divisioned athlete, like figure, like physique, like bodybuilding. Um, The body can be manipulated backstage. You can pump up harder. You can have more food. You can have more water. You can have more sodium. You can even flatten out. You can stress more. There's so many variables that come to play. Um, And credit to Lawrence and obviously his coach, Joey. They nailed down the preparation for that overall, and they got it spot on. So well done to Lawrence. Um, you know he's he's uh, a um a good bloke. He runs a great podcast. i i spoke to him before the show, and um yeah he's a, he's a top bloke. So he, well deserved. But back into my girls now. So the bikini girls were up next, but Sophie decided to do swimsuit, which she uh, had done previously. Now I worked with Sophie in a previous prep, but this time around she came to me several months in advance with um notice saying, look, I want to do another season. Um, let's let's make it happen, and we did, and we spent a significant time working in the off season to develop her physique, get her metabolic threshold nice and high and get her into a really strong position and have a really good prep. And that's exactly what happened. This is the best she's looked by a landslide. Amazing. And um, so she did two swimsuit divisions placed in both, which was fantastic. Lower places, fourth and fifth, I believe. And um, uh, she was pretty happy with that. So then we went backstage, regrouped, got her into a bikini. Now she was, First up, so Sophie and Deb still had their bikini divisions to go. So Sophie had an novice division uh, coming up, uh, and this is obviously further along in the day. So the day is quite a long day. I was there for 13 hours in total. So we're talking about around the 5:30, 6 p.m. mark by this stage, and I, st- I got there at 7:30 a.m. So we got Sophie ready, um, and ironically, and speaking of you know how the body changes throughout the course of the day, Sophie's physique improved without too much. Um, you know, interference from me. And I think it was just due to nerves, like given that she hadn't competed for a few years, uh, there was probably a few nerves and a little bit of anxiety going into the first of her two swimsuit divisions. Once she got that one out of the way, she settled down a little bit, got calmer, got more relaxed, got more confident, headed into the second one, and by the time she got round to her first bikini division, she was looking really sharp. Her stomach had, area had tightened up. Her physique looked just a little bit better, less water on it. And she was looking really, really sharp. So I was going in quite confident thinking, okay, we, we're going to go pretty good here. I reckon, uh, and I said, I think I said it to my wife. I said, she's a top three here for sure, having looked at the other athletes backstage. So we pumped her up reasonably well. Um, hit her with a little bit of salt just to keep things tight and, um, you know, out she went. So this was the novice division. I can't remember how many were in it. It may have been sort of around the 13, 12 mark, somewhere around there, which is a good lineup. Now, they moved it to the middle fairly early on, and I thought, okay, this is a good sign. They're looking at her and they're comparing her to others within the, the middle of the uh, the lineup. And lo and behold, they called them out 5-1, to one and she finished first. And she was absolutely wrapped. And, and I was, it was a really proud moment for me because I knew – the previous season I'd worked with her was somewhat underwhelming because we just didn't get the physique uh, that we wanted through conditioning. But this time around, we did. And whether that came with more maturity, less distractions, she's more settled in life, I'm not too sure, but she looked awesome. And uh, credit to her, she won She won the novice division. So that qualified her for um, a chance to be in the overall. But she had one more division to go. And ironically, her and Deb were in the same class Uh, for bikini open so they split bikini open i think into four classes based on height and number of entries so they were in class number three each so we got them all ready deb was in the zone as well she'd been pumping up backstage and um we uh we got them out there good pump up on them good pump through good you know um circulation of blood through the body to make sure that they were nice and full and tight and you know the shape was there and um you know they got out on stage they did their thing deb was actually first out and i'm not a big fan of someone being the first person or the last person in the lineup because they tend to be off to the side. Now, the judges and the promoters will always say, well, we look at everyone, we move you around, we always look at everyone. But to me, it does provide somewhat of a disadvantage because you're off to an angle. Sometimes if the lighting's not great, you can sort of be shadowed a little bit. So within probably, I'd say, 60 seconds, um, they spotted Deb and they moved her in. So that was good. They moved her straight to the middle. Sophie was in the middle as well and um, then they started comparing uh, apples for apples in relation to the lineup. Now, then they what they were doing throughout the course of the day is they push pushing all the bikini athletes to the back line, and then they call out the top five. So they did that. They called call out the top five, and fancy enough, fancy enough, it's not, that's a terrible term, um, and lo and behold, uh, Sophie and Deb both got called out. So I thought, great, they made top five. This is awesome, okay? Then uh, they counted down, so they placed fifth, Right, the girls are still there. They placed fourth. The girls are still there. They placed third. The girls are still there, and they both looked at each other with a bit of a smile, which was nice to see. So they knew that, that it was one and two for Team PPE. So that was a really proud moment, even when the results hadn't been completed. I had a top two uh, finish for both of my girls. So that was awesome, and I was I was really happy with that. And then they announced second, which went to Soph, which means Deb was the winner. So that was really cool because not only was it great for Sophie to place second in an open lineup, which she'd never done before, but this was the only division Deb was doing. She flew all the way to Townsville from Melbourne to compete in one division for the day. So we put all our eggs in one basket in that uh, in that lineup to try and get her through the overall. So <coughs> excuse me, it was um, it was a lot of pressure to make sure we got it right, um, but we certainly did, not and she brought the house down with opposing. posing. So that was really good. So that put both of the bikini girls into the bikini overall. So that came up two divisions later. So, you know, I was quietly confident. Now, there was another girl throughout the course of the day who basically dominated the swimsuit and bikini divisions. She won the swimsuit overall title, and she went into bikini and won a couple of divisions, which put her into the overall too. So I thought, okay, well, this is our main competition. She's going to be the one that needs to be beaten here if either of my girls are to prevail and take out the overall title. So the... the, uh, the lineup went out and the judges were quick. They were quick in terms of moving girls around. So um, they brought Deb straight to the middle. Uh, Sophie was on the end and they didn't move her. So I think they already had a preconceived notion out of who it was going to be. And the way I looked at it and after receiving feedback, it was basically between Deb and the other girl who had won multiple divisions that day. So they spun them around and they spun them around and they made them do back pose and they spun them around and they, it, it was clearly becoming a very challenging decision to make. And when you're judging bikini, obviously you're not working with a whole lot of muscle mass, a lot of conditioning. You know, the bikini body, as good as it is, doesn't carry a lot of um, definition or, or detail to compare to another athlete. So it, it can be quite hard and it can come down to the smallest of things like the way they're posing, um, their presentation, their smiling, their attitude on stage, you know, their, their demeanor, their, their the energy they're giving. This all comes down to it. So we watched and watched and watched and watched. They finally made a decision. Uh, They did their pose down. And then um, Scotty, the the MC and promoter, called it out. And uh, unfortunately, number 48 won. And I say unfortunately because I was quietly hoping that Deb got the title. I really was because we'd been in this position before uh, back in 2019 where she won her uh, open class, went into the overall and got pipped at the post once again. So... You know, it is a sport, and I completely accept that. I was a little bit, um, I guess, upset or disappointed, I suppose, more so for my client than me. Um, but at the same time, she did tremendously well, one from one, great, great strike rate, and um, you know, we we know where we can improve. There are subtle improvements we can make heading into Brisbane in two weeks' time. So we got the feedback, and, and we'll obviously utilize that to our advantage and uh, push into the Brisbane and, and try and bring in just a slightly tighter better package than we did last time. So look, overall, <clears throat> I was wrapped with the day. As a, as a coach, you know, you want your athletes to do well. That's the name of the game, right? And we walked away with three wins, plus a bunch of placings. Everybody got something, which is more than, you know, I'm more than happy with that because, um, you know, they work tremendously hard. Anyone who's done a prep knows how hard you have to work to get just to get to the day let alone perform on stage. So I always say to all of my athletes, the win is actually getting there. And that's very true. And I stand by that, Um, but it is certainly a bonus. And, you know, as I said, I'm always invested in the day and want my guys to do well. And uh, fortunately for us, we did. So that was Townsville Tropics. So what happens in this space? I do not know in relation to whether there'll be, you know, another event up there in the not too distant future. I have no idea, but I'm glad we were part of the last one. Um, we've built good relationships with the uh, the promoters, um, the team up there. We always say hello and hang out the judges. You know, it's it's a it's a really good crew, and um, they're really good people. And it's an excellent run show. It really is. So, uh, and and there was a bonus to My uh, given that I won uh, the overall title for men's fitness in 2022, I happened to feature on one of the banners, which was backdropping the stage. So that was pretty cool too to see. So, now we move on to Brisbane. Um, so, whether I do another wrap after Brisbane, I'll just wait and see how the, uh, the results pan out, but I'm excited for Brisbane. I really am. It's a two-day event, which means it's going to be a big, big weekend of, of uh, competitors. I've got three additional competitors uh, participating in Brisbane. So, I'm going to be there both days. It's going to be uh, highly emotionally charged, uh, big investment. Um, I'll come out of Sunday and be very, very fatigued, but I love this sport. It's done tremendous things for me. Um, it offers so much in terms of opportunity, in terms of meeting people, in terms of making friends, and just um, it's an, you know, the energy and the atmosphere in the community within the natural bodybuilding space is uh, phenomenal. There's no egos, there's no animosity, there's no uh, poor me, poor me, kicking stones, any of that sort of attitude. It is really a great space to be involved in. So I'm, I'm really privileged to have come this far in my coaching career and my um, athletic career. But Council uh, was great. We had a great time. Um, the girls did well. The boys did well. Couldn't have asked for more. So uh, I'm looking forward to Brisbane. I've already put strategies in place as to how we're going to tackle it for all of my competitors. And um, it's going to be a, a great weekend. I'm really looking forward to it. So look, I'll wrap that up now. So thank you for tuning in. I know this isn't a typical podcast, but I wanted to do that. I think the highlights um, or the the things that people who may not be heavily involved in the sport can take away is that anything is possible you can achieve any goal no matter the obstacles you have to face Tamara, as an example a mum, a wife a paramedic working shift work still got it done the young boys the young boys who are barely teenagers working on uh, sorry living on a farm 40 minute travel to the gym every time they had to train still going to school four and a half hours to posing classes four and a half hours to the event they still got it done like There's really no excuse if you really want something bad enough, and I'm talking outside of bodybuilding. If you just want things in life, if if you've got big goals, realistic goals, make them happen. Don't sit by and hope they'll happen. Make them happen. The only way to make them happen is execution of a plan, implementation of a strategy, and change. Sometimes you've just got to change. So, look, I'll finish up on that. Uh, Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please screenshot and share it on your stories. Tag myself at Paul's Body Engineering. You're welcome to tag ICN Tropics as well because they're really good with their uh, reshares. Now, if you're interested in any of my coaching services, please jump on paulsbodyengineering.com. I've also got Paul's Strength Book, a training app. Uh, First five days are free. So jump onto that. Have a look. It's very affordable. It's uh, very comprehensive. It offers everything you need to get started and really make some inroads into your training and health and fitness uh, journey. So without further ado, as I say to every client, every single day, have a great day.